All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Seven Questions in Seven Minutes. You know how it works. We ask our guests seven questions, one at a time, of course. They have seven minutes to get them answered. That means they can't be long-winded, and you get to get on with your day, getting shit done, GSDN. So today's guest, today's guest is interesting. Today's guest is someone I have actually known longer than my wife and some of my children, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've known this guy for quite a while. And so welcome to the big show, Pablo Renner. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Dan. So we have known each other since when? Do you even know the year? So I want to say, I know we. I moved to Newport in 2005 and you, you had gone to master's probably 2003-ish. So I think we're going on, that'd be 19, 19 years. 22, three, yeah, 19, yeah, 19, 19 20 years, years yeah. quite a while. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for coming in today. Made the trip from Newport down here to our cool um, green room studio. We have no video yeah. in this uh, for these podcasts, yeah. but for other things, it's green. So we're sitting in a green room with no camera. One of these days, I will put that on an accountability and fix it. You got it. All right. So tell everybody real quick who doesn't know just a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, how long you've been doing it. Like, give me like a 60 second, 90 second rundown. So I got licensed in 2000 been doing it for 20, going on 20, 22 years now. Started in uh, Chino Walnut area with masters, as you remember, and moved up to Newport Beach about 2005, right before the big crash. Uh, and I've been in Newport Beach now for 17 years. All right, and selling real estate, doing Most, your thing? Mostly Newport Beach, uh, it's where I sell. I, for a while, you know, I coached uh, youth football for the boys. Right. Um, I did that extensively for probably a period of seven years in those 17 years. Um, and then now that my youngest graduated high school in 20, 2020, uh, right before, well, right during the COVID crisis, uh, and he's in, he's a sophomore in college. And then Hunter is now with, uh, working with me after he's graduated. So now it's just real estate, not no sports, nothing else, just, just real estate. Interesting. So yeah. both of, both of us have a son who is is working yeah. for us now yeah all right um hunter's actually in the room so i'm going to throw off for first time i've ever asked a guest a question who was a get not a not, you're the guest guest so the yeah. guest's guest the guest of the guest are, yeah. are you going to sell or are you going to do ops uh we're going to sell you're going to sell all right so my my kid he's not selling yeah sawyer's ops like he doesn't yeah. want to sell he runs the back end runs our digital platforms so does some stuff like that so yeah. you're going to actually sell yeah. okay all right, so here we go. Let's get into it. I will okay. hit start. We will start firing some questions away. Boom. What is the most expensive property? It's kind of fun for me because I don't know the answer that you've ever been involved in the listing side, buying side. What's the biggest thing you've ever done? So 12 million is probably about the biggest one I've done that okay. I've actually sold, which was a day solo. Um, and we ended up selling it for just, uh, just around 10 in 2018. Uh, big number. Yeah. 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 Most people, that's like a couple years. For some yeah. reason, I keep getting up to 10, but I have not been able to crack that number yet. Okay. You know? So I'm looking forward to that. All right. All right. Question number two, um, the market, 2022. Okay. I asked somebody this earlier on one of our other podcasts. I don't know when it's going to run, nor do I know when yours yeah. is going to run a few weeks from now. But when do you think, what's the first year, if you had to guess, what's the first year that you think there will be no appreciation. What's in what year will be like, ooh, the market went down a percent, a fraction of a percent, two percent, instead of you know up 17% or whatever. 
So I don't know why, but I have a feeling in my gut that it'll be this year at the end of the year. I, I think we... Well, so you think prices not, will end this year okay. lower than they started? No, no, no. So not that. I think it's going to slow down towards the end of the year. I think maybe next year is where we'll see that it's either flat or we have no appreciation. Um, I think this year we've had a lot of appreciation. So even if it were to stop, if you look at the whole year, we're, it's still going to be up. Yeah. So, but I think we're going to see, I, I'm just seeing, you know, back in 2005, I saw the writing on the wall and I saw things and I know the market's different now and, and for different reasons. But what I'm seeing is the effects of what the low inventory had and what the interest rates when people started buying properties that maybe, you know, you have buyers that are that are offering 100 to 200,000 more than the list price or than the last sale just because they want a property right. and not realizing the ramifications it could have two, three years from now. So I think sooner or later we're going to start and I'm, I'm already seeing here we are, uh, we're middle of March. I'm already seeing a difference in today's market versus what we saw, let's say last month, Okay. Um, you know, in, in writing offers. And even as a listing agent, whether we, and we're still getting a lot, right? The difference is we're not getting 30 offers, maybe we're getting 10. Right. Which is still more, you know, when, if you're still not sitting on the market no, with no offers no, for 30 days. You know, we're talking when we were doing this 10, 12 years ago, we just needed one great offer, you know, and then massage it and get it together. Now we still have multiple offers. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm just noticing, uh, a slow to the trend. Got it. Yeah. All right. Question number three. Um, what do you think about the portals? The Zillows, the realtor.com. Some people love them. Some people so, hate them. Some people don't pay attention to them. I could care less. Okay. I just, it doesn't, what, whatever they do, it's irrelevant to me. It, it's almost like I tell everybody about, you know, the, the president, whether it's a Republican or Democrat, either way, I have to work. I have to provide for my family. I've got to do what I've got to do. So those outside influences mean nothing to me. It just, I look at it, oh, they're doing that, so I need to do this. And then I go do what I need to do. I can't control what other people are doing. Uh, so I just, I really don't, I mean, it's funny because I always hear people, oh my God, Zillow's doing this, Zillow's doing that, or Redfin's doing this. And it is what it is. You know, you could either sit back and, and, and be a victim, or you could figure out, okay, that's happening. What do I need to do to reach my goals? Let me work, go work on that. All right, awesome. Okay. Question number four. And you, Pablo, you, the, the audience kind of knows this, that you don't get prepped. Um, yeah. And you, as you can see, I don't even prep. Yeah, I just don't come get up, prepped. <laughs> I just come up with questions on the fly most of the yeah. time. So question number four, if you had to give one piece of advice, well, this will be telling since your yeah. son is standing in the room, one piece of advice to a new agent okay. about what they needed to do to succeed in their first year, what would that piece of advice be? You know, it's a tough one because for me, I go back to what worked for me. 20 years ago, which was prospecting, get on the phones. I still believe that that's the one thing you could do for free. Yep. Right. Ostensibly, right. You, could, you have to buy numbers. You got to do a couple of things. And I think that's something you could do for free. Outside of that, I'm not a big fan of social media. I know people do it. Does it work? Maybe I don't do it. So therefore I can't suggest it to anybody. I, I do a couple of things. I still call every now and then I, I do marketing, which takes a long time, as you know, right. Mm -hmm. For it to build. So as a new agent, you really don't have the time to start a marketing campaign today and hope to get money by the end of the year. Um, so I think it's, you still have to grind as a new agent. I think you, you need to do as many open houses as possible. So I think that's the one easy thing that as a new agent you can do is if you sit at an open house sooner or later, you're going to meet somebody that likes you and is willing to do business with you. Uh, so I said open houses, I, I think door knocking and I think calling are, are still, something as a new agent you could do if you're too busy like 
you know, if you're a seasoned agent, you got things to do. Yeah, you can't get on the phone. Don't do it. But as a new agent, there's nothing else left for you than than to be calling, looking at properties and, and getting to know the market. And I think calling like we talked about this a little bit as we were walking around earlier. I think calling is really, really tough now. But yeah. I do think open houses and door knocking door knocking yeah. for me, I think, is where it's at because you get to get belly to belly. You get to build some rapport. Your skill level doesn't have to be as high. Because to be on the phones with a cold person, yeah. you gotta have a pretty high skill level to keep them you on do. the phone and keep them yeah. engaged face to face yeah. at the door. It's a little bit easier. There's just like that human component, eye contact. Yeah. And so I think it, it, it's not as efficient. You can't have a headset with two or three lines going at once. You can't get the contact counts. But as far as like still meeting for free, right? Just some shoe, yeah. just some shoe leather meeting for free people every day, 25 or 50 people at the doors over the course of three, four or five hours, new agents can do it. It's simple, yeah. not easy. Yeah. I, right? I, I'd like to think I, I, I'm still an advocate for the phones and I'll tell you why. I think when you have to get on the phone and talk to somebody that you don't know and you don't see them, right? Cause it's all verbal. It really mm -hmm. teaches you how to sell. It does. You, it did build your skill. Yeah. That's for and sure. And then when you're right? in front of somebody, man, I've noticed people that are on the phones and, and you, you know, cause on the phones you're, you're, you know, I tell Hunter this and he'll tell you like, I, he, you have to at least call 500 people, maybe a thousand. We used to do a thousand a day. You have to at least call 500 just to talk to, cause I think the percentages have really dropped to maybe six, six or 7%. So mm -hmm. just to talk to 30 people. But if you talk to 30 people every day, it only increases your skill level and it all and, and it also thickens your skin. And I think once you have that skill, when you go meet somebody, man, the wall just drops. You know, it's so much easier to, to be to able do to it present face in to person. Face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I can yeah. completely buy into that. Yeah. All right. Question number what is, was that four? I think I felt like that was four. Question five number five. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely not five. Four. Well, so this will yeah. be question number five. Question okay. number five. Um for experienced agents who are struggling today. So that was a new agent answer yeah. for experienced agents who are struggling today because of low inventory, because of less buyers, because of yeah. portals, whatever the reason that in their particular world, it might be a piece of advice. So I would say, first off, don't focus on the reason why this is happening. You need to focus on a solution. And I always say, I always, I, I'm always reminded and about Mike Ferry, right? He, right? he said this a long time ago. And he says, when you're in a hole, quit digging. <laughs> and I think that's what people do. You know, when you're focusing on the problem, all you're doing is digging that hole deeper, yep. right? And, and, and if you focus on the solution, you know, figure out how to get a ladder and get out of that hole. So I think for anybody who's struggling right now, the best advice I could give you is write your goals. What is your dream? You know, and, and don't use your, your circumstances today to write your dream, like really dream. What would you, if you had X, what would you do? What is X? Is it a, you know, a hundred thousand, 200,000, 500,000? What would you do with that money? Because it's really not about the money I found. I think, I, I think I found it's always about the emotion of what you can do. Like for instance, oh, I want to go on vacation. Well, it's not about paying for the vacation. It's about what the vacation means to you. Right. Or the car, you know, if you want a new car, if you want to pay for tuition, whatever that is, is, I used to get a yellow pad and I, man, I, I, there were times you, you remember this when we were struggling, you know, when I, I couldn't, I couldn't make ends meet. And, you know, we were having, we, we were just fighting to get listings. We were back when we were making $5,000 a commission. And if you have to, you have to sell four houses, Yeah. you know, and I remember with, during that grind, the one thing that got me through was a yellow pad and we put the kids to bed, man. And I would just sit and, and, and dream. I would allow myself if I had this and I would take myself out of reality and put myself in fantasy. Remember, 
when you came up with that script, if you could get your price, would you sell? And you always said, you got to take them out of reality and, and apply greed, right? Because what's whatever that number happens to be. Right. And they'll be honest with you and say, oh yeah, I would sell. If I can get this, I would sell. So I applied that to my life. I said, okay, so if I could have this, what would I do? And I would just start jotting all that stuff down, man. And that would excite me. I would go to bed and I couldn't wait to get up in the morning. Sweet. All right, question number six. What's the biggest challenge facing real estate um, in the next year to two years? Ooh, man, that's a tough one. Um, challenge, challenge, challenge. I, I think, again, we, we, probably we have to be better at social media, I think, as agents. And I think we have to be, oh, I, I think I was watching something the other day, and it was uh, Grant Cardone said this, best known beats best. And I think what I got out of it, I realized it's like when more people know who you are and what you do, you're going to get business. I, I noticed like the, the the big teams like Tim Carr, Tim Smith, John McMonagle, John Kane, they, they keep growing exponentially right. because people know them, right? They, they have the money for marketing, advertising, they get more listings. I think having more listings always helps because people see how busy you are. The more signs you can get, open houses, right? Put as many signs as you can. Um, so people see you because if you're known as the guy or the gal that sells real estate in this area, you're always going to beat somebody who's better than you just because simply the consumer doesn't know. So I think the biggest challenge for realtors coming up in, in, in today's market is to get out of the bottom of the rung and get up towards the top. Cause I think as, as, as you get bigger and bigger, people are choosing to work with people with, with somebody who's successful. Right. Yep. Okay. Who specializes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Question number seven. This one's a fun one. Okay. What do most people who know you might not know about you? Like what's some little personal oh, tidbit sure. that people who just kind of know you socially, you know, don't know you like super well, but just know you socially, met you at seminars, see you around the office, whatever. They probably don't know about you. Hmm. I, well, if you know me, you know, I love football. So that, that's probably not it. Um, <laughs> Go Rams. Shit, I, I guess, yeah, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, I love football. We could talk about that for days. Um, God, what's the one thing? I, I think that I'm an introvert. I think people are surprised by that. Everyone says, oh, you're a great networker. I say, eh, not really. I'm not, once you put me in that position and I have to do it, I will do it. But I'm not the guy who chooses to leave home to go to an event. Right. Right. When there's, when there's, when there's like, and, and we've had this conversation about, you know, all the events that Melody does and, and I have this talk with Ryan It says, hey, we got to do net, uh, community events. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to do that. Right <laughs> now, when we do them, I have a great time, you know, because I love meeting people. But right. the thought of having to put something together where I have to go meet a bunch of strangers and do an event, I, you know, for me, it's it's just something that I don't like to do. And it's weird because when people see it, it's like, oh, my God, you, you're so great in public. Like, like Nikki really is like I, I feel like Nikki's my crutch. Whenever I have to go out in public, I always have to bring her because I know she's an icebreaker for me to get me to start talking. And then once I start talking, then I don't I don't shut up. So but but that's probably the one thing that I like. I'm more of an introvert when when I'm in my surroundings. I like to keep to myself and, you know, just kind of do my own thing. 
All right. Yeah. All right. There we go. Seven questions. See, they went, they went there. Yeah. Everyone's always like so panicked yeah. about the questions. Like, I'm going to have you do like algebra or something. Yeah. Um, That'd probably be easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, everybody, thank you for listening. Pablo, thank you for uh, coming in today to do this. Maybe My we'll, pleasure, we'll go man. get some lunch yeah. after this. Um, everybody listening at home next week, same time, same place. If you ever want to be on the show, reach out. If you have somebody who you think would be great to be on the show, reach out. Tell your friends, family, coworkers, enemies don't really care tell everybody help me get the listening audience up and we'll be back next week same time same place like i said go out there now go gsd go get some shit done we'll talk to you later